Welcome to Baby Tour Guide's Montessori Babies podcast. I'm your host and baby tour guide, Bianca Solorsano, and for the last decade, I have dedicated myself to helping parents, educators, and caregivers optimize baby development through a Montessori lens. This podcast is all about evolving our Montessori practice to make our time with our sweet babies easier, relaxed, and so much fun. Let's jump into it. Hi everyone, welcome to season two, episode five of our Montessori Babies show. I am so, so excited for today's episode. We are talking all about baby's interest. So today's episode is a short but info-packed episode. I want to go ahead and start with our quote for today. And today's quote is, As soon as children find something that interests them, they lose their instability and learn to concentrate. And of course, that was said by the amazing Dr. Montessori. (laughs) So I thought that this quote was pretty perfect for today's episode, maybe obviously given today's topic, but it just so wonderfully encompasses what we're going to be talking about. So knowing what sparks baby's interest is essentially the driving factor and how we're going to offer them that educational experience in their earliest years. It's how we're going to support them. It's how we're going to guide them. And it is that innate, beautiful will that perfectly correlates with that inner drive to learn about their world, right? So how I say who the world is to them and who they are to the world. That's what their mission is. That's what they're constantly driven to do, right? So we are first going to be talking about why finding baby's interest is important in Montessori specifically. So of course, we want to know, you know, all about baby's interest just because we're parents or caregivers and we love this baby, right? We want to give them something that they like, that fascinates them. Well, there's actually developmental and educational reasons behind that. And that's going to support that. And why knowing what baby's interests are is really, really going to support everything that you're doing with your baby in the home. So one point that I want to make as far as why baby's interest is important in Montessori is because it helps follow the child. So if you've heard some of my other episodes or maybe you're familiar with Montessori, following the child is a huge guiding principle in Montessori and it encompasses a wide variety of things, but one of those things is following the child's interests. That's one of the things that it encompasses. And we can essentially offer materials, offer lessons, offer experiences based off of what we observe that our baby's driven to, right? And this starts from super tiny, you know? For example, I noticed that my son is so interested in sparkly, shiny, you know, types of things right now. And so I have my Montessori dancers mobile out. I recently rotated that in and we're using a couple books that I have that have some shiny pages. And another thing that I'm letting him explore is water. So of course, you know, safely I'm with him every single step of the way, but not only in bath, but I'm starting to let him, as I'm with him, you know, sit on the edge of the sink and feel the water. We're talking about the water. I also recently took him to the beach because it's so warm so he could dip his toes in the water. So we're throwing some nature experiences in there. And by the way, he slept so well that night. (laughs) So, you know, just using observation to see what really drives your child, see what they're most focused on or what they're most driven to, and use it as a tool to guide you know what you're doing with your baby. 
So another reason why finding baby's interest is important in Montessori is because it absolutely encourages independent play. So basically, when your baby or, you know, your young toddler, when they are in their area, when they're in their movement area or in their working area, some babies will be innately driven to move to their shelf to do shelf work or right away get fixated on something in their area, right? But some other babies might need our support a little bit, right? so we can help get them interested in something. So then maybe we're using what we recently found out in our observation as far as what they're interested in to offer that to them when we put them down in their area, whether it's on their tummy to practice tummy time, on their back, under the mobile, kind of depending. If they're an older baby, you know, maybe we just offered them the rings on a rocking base material, or maybe they're a young toddler and they're doing some transfer work or, you know, whatever it is, when we show it to them and we kind of reel them in with that spark of interest that we know we saw recently. <laughs> it helps them kind of get settled into that independent play, independent work. So then they, you know, end up having that moment or two where they're exploring. Another reason why it's important to know baby's interest is because it really encourages the expansion of attention as it develops, right? Because when we use that interest to drive what we offer, baby is innately more focused on it. And then the older they get, the longer those periods will be where they do focus on it, right? So it's just really, really wonderful for the development of concentration and their attention. And then of course, just like we spoke about, it really fuels that inner will to learn. So that innate inner spark that we just spoke about, it is going to just continue to fuel that if we follow, you know, what they're interested in. And I will say that, you know, what they're interested in frequently changes, you know, as they grow, as they learn new things, they are constantly learning at such a rapid pace, you know, making 1 million neurological connections per second, which is incredible, (laughs) you know? So just keeping that in mind so we can take a second or two each day to just observe our babies, see what interests them, see what doesn't. You'll find that too with the shelf work that your babies have already gotten lessons on. You know, a few days ago, maybe it was the most interesting thing to them and then they master it and then they're done and then you rotate it out. So I will also give you an example of a way that you can use something baby's interested in and use something called redirection simultaneously. So um, say baby is pulling up on the cabinets and vigorously shaking them whilst holding on to the handles. (laughs) That is something that, you know, most babies will explore and do, right? Because they're little scientists, they're seeing how everything works, there's sensory input with that, there's just so much going on with that. So they have this really big inner need to shake. So something that you could do is put out egg shakers, you could put out a tambourine, so baby could really use their arms to shake and shake and shake, and you could throw that in with a circle time and, you know, something like that. So you're going to use that interest that you saw to put something out. But then also you can use that as a redirection tool. So say, you know, we're concerned that baby's going to fall if they do continue to shake or maybe they accidentally let go of one hand or, you know, something like that. Or maybe it's just a limit in your house, right? Maybe you just would rather have baby not shake the cabinet doors, you know? So if that's the case, you could just use language like, If you want to shake something, you could shake the tambourine. Let's go find the tambourine. I'm going to pick up your body, you know, and then we pick up their body, walk over to the music basket and then offer it to them and then just 
maybe get really excited and shake it super vigorously like they have been shaking those cabinets, you know? So you're modeling it, you're letting them know, like, you can do the same thing with this material, (laughs) you know? And then you offer it to them, you know? And it ends up being a great redirection tool as well. So you could get creative like that too, using observation, following their interest. It's all just lovely and interconnected. So I do also want to quickly go over what some of the signs are when baby is interested. So for example, young, young babies, so they will fiercely look at the object (laughs) or person. A lot of times their arms and legs will flail. Sometimes they'll purse their lip. They'll reach toward the object. These are all very general, just ways that baby will show interest. And then older mobile babies will move toward the object or person if they're interested in, you know, a person. They'll reach or explore it. So I'm sure you've experienced something where, you know, you're holding baby and all of a sudden they're staring at your earring and they are going to reach for it, you know. (laughs) Another way that they show interest is repeatedly doing an action. So for example, older babies might do something like push and pull. I've had lots and lots of babies crawl over to, you know, the Montessori waiting table and sit there and push and pull the chair as they're seated next to it, just kind of filling this inner need that they have, right? And so when they have that inner need, you can then think to yourself, huh, what can I offer for this, right? So you could offer a wagon. You could offer, you know, a little wooden car. That's really great for push and pull. You could sit with them and sing Row Your Boat while holding their hands and rocking back and forth. You know, there are different things that you could do to fill these inner needs that you observe, right? So just keeping our eyes open and watching for these little moments of interest, those moments are really, really going to help us guide what we do with baby. And then what if baby isn't interested in something currently? Like, for example, say you just rotated in a new material or mobile or practical life activity or something of the sort, and your baby or toddler (laughs) is just not interested in this quite yet. That is a-okay. Interest shifts like we had talked about. It shifts based off of where baby's at. Sometimes they're hyper-focused on one thing, and then once that's fulfilled, they move on to the next thing, and maybe they're interested in that at another point, you know? Just having it exposed so they have access to it will allow them to use that inner will to drive them to it if and when they're ready. I do have a quick example for this too um, with my son. I have this haba ring that I really, really love and... I have a really funny history with it too in my classroom. I loved it from the time that I started way back when I was an assistant teacher. And so I was so excited to offer it to my son. And when I initially offered it to him, when I initially rotated in that material, he had no interest in that ring that I was ever so excited to show him. And essentially, he just kind of looked at it and then immediately looked away. And so I just put it back on his shelf and, you know, offered him something else that I knew he had recently been interested in and he of course gravitated toward that reached out his arms that kind of thing but I showed him the ring I held it over you know so he could reach it um maybe five days later a week later something like that and he was so interested (laughs) so I mean it could have been the time of day it could have been the moment or it could have been just based off of what he's drawn to at that specific point in his development but whatever it is I re-offered and he took so just I hope that example is helpful. Just don't write something off if they're not interested in it immediately. Their interest very quickly shifts just based off of how their brain works. And yeah, when we continue to just offer these various things based off of what we observe, 
we are absolutely optimally supporting their development through that Montessori lens. So anyway, that is it for this week's episode. Thank you for listening. I want to send a huge, huge virtual hug to all of you amazing parents and educators and caregivers who are in our community. I absolutely love connecting with you. So definitely always feel free to reach out. My email is Bianca at babytourguide.com or you can always find me at babytourguide on Instagram and social media. So anyway, thank you again for listening to this episode and I will catch you in our next episode. Bye. Hey, it's Bianca, your baby tour guide here, hopping back in to say thank you again for listening to this episode of Montessori Babies. If you'd like to support your baby's earliest and most important years the Montessori way, I have a totally free masterclass that teaches the six essential steps to begin Montessori with your baby that gives you the exact, seldomly spoken about steps that I created after over a decade working with Montessori babies, families, and caregivers. You can register via the link in our show notes or in my bio on Instagram at babytourguide. Also, if you're enjoying my podcast, I would absolutely love if you'd leave a review to help other parents and caregivers find and join our community. Thanks again for listening to Monastery Babies, and I'll catch you in our next episode. Bye!